All right, so we'll have to figure out how quickly we can get through like some sort of cold open. So give me something. Not to put you on the spot or anything, but I kind of need to. I mean, if you need a cold open, let's talk about how fucking cold it is outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, that, that is a good cold open. I mean, what, you what are we punny, going through? punny person. <laughs> what are we going through? Like some sort of weird bomb cycle, some kind of shit they're calling it? That was what they, yeah, I think that's what I heard. They have a new term for that shit every fucking time. Yeah, Personally, bomb cycle seems like a weird term to use for cold. Yeah. I believe this is the day after tomorrow effect. <laughs> um, you know, ask Eric, dude. Boston I've been saying that like. for years. That like, just like that fucking movie, all this climate change bullshit. We're all gonna freeze over. Yeah, you know, like it's it, it, the way it's working. It's just sending fucking ice hurricanes down at us. That's what's happening yeah. right now. I mean, if I have to start killing fucking frost wolves in my yard, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, past people? <laughs> nice twist. Uh, and Mike Bradley. With the way that thing was hesitating a little, I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what, Andy Skype? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this could be an adventure, that's for sure. I mean, it usually is, every time we do this. Uh, so yeah, we're back for the new year. Happy holidays to everyone and happy new year. How was, how was your guys' holiday and new year? All that good stuff. Did Santa, you get anything, everything Santa or everything you wanted from Santa? I got a really badass, uh, Star Wars snow globe. Nice. Yeah. It's Luke upside down in the, in the, um, uh, Wampa Cave. Wampa Cave, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Ultra badass. That that is a good snow globe. Mike, I'm surprised I've never seen that. I got some gift cards, some cash, some booze. So it's all good. All, all in all, wins all around there. <laughs> um, nothing particularly is it. Nothing as interesting as Luke upside down in the Wampa Cave snow globe. Like, yeah, I don't not, think I can beat that either. I, can, I got too I can, much adulting crap. I could show you guys. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah. it's gonna do really well for the podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need you to post a picture as well for everyone listening. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can always just find the listing on Amazon or something and put it on the Facebook page. That's true. Are you not grabbing it now? I thought you were reaching for it. I wasn't reaching for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's terrible. All right, well, yeah. We'll... <laughs> 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 you can show us when we're done recording. We'll, we'll worry about it then. Uh, all right, so I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, but we're finally going to give our two cents on the Disney-Fox deal that happened a few weeks ago. And at some point, I can't remember if it was during the show or not, but uh, we had talked about trying to fan cast our version of the X-Men for the MCU. Uh, so we'll sort of get to that uh, after the Fox-Disney deal. Um. So, for the Fox-Disney deal, I'm going to just give some background information and try to connect some dots in case you haven't been following along with all this as much as the rest of us have. Um, 
part of the dots I'm going to try to connect sort of go back a little bit earlier than just a few months ago. So bear with me. Uh, so back in the 90s, Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. In order to keep afloat, they sold off a bunch of their film rights to some of their more popular characters. Uh, Blade, Punisher, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all these characters got movies in the early 90s, and or sorry, late 90s, early uh, 2000s at other studios. Now, in the late 2000s, Marvel decided to start making movies themselves and started their own production company. That's where Marvel Studios came from. Now, they started making movies with the, what they considered their quote-unquote B-list characters that they still had under their belt, and that started with Iron Man in 2008. Uh, so, eventually, Marvel was bought by Disney. However, the characters they sold off in the 90s were still unable to be used under the Marvel Studios banner. They were still contracted to these other studios. So, in the details of some of these contracts, when they sold off the rights to those characters, it was in there that if a movie featuring the character is in an active development in a certain amount of time, the rights for the characters revert back to Marvel. So over time, we didn't get a new Blade movie, we didn't get a new Punisher movie, they stopped making Ghost Rider movies, Daredevil stopped after the Ben Affleck movie, well, even the Elektra spinoff too, they stopped after that. So all of those properties did not have a movie in active, active development after so long, so all those characters came back to Marvel. So that basically left Spider-Man, the X-Men, and Fantastic Four as holdouts. Now, Sony kept making and rebooting Spider-Man movies in order to hang on to the rights to the character. And technically, they still hold the rights to the character. Um, a few years ago, Marvel and Sony made a deal to share the character, but technically, Sony still has Spider-Man. So Spider-Man sort of kind of came back to Marvel, which only really leaves X-Men and Fantastic Four still out there. Now, both of those properties were sold to Fox. Fox continued to push out X-Men movies to varying degrees of success, and they've also tried three times to make a successful Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Uh, lately, the X-Men movies continued to lose money for the studio, Logan being the exception, and the Fantastic Four movies were never a box office hit. So, couple that with the f other failing fr film franchises that Fox has, and suddenly Fox is looking to unload their entertainment division on someone who wants to take it over. So, <clears throat> all the while, while Marvel was having their ups and downs in the 90s and 2000s, Disney is slowly consolidating power in the entertainment industry. 2006, Disney buys Pixar for $7.4 billion. Three years later, in 2009, Disney buys Marvel for $4 billion. Three years after that, Disney buys Lucasfilm for $4 billion. So, five years after that, after months of rumors, Disney finally pulls the trigger and buys Fox's entertainment divisions for $52.4 billion. Uh, this is technically $65 billion. They paid $13 billion of Fox's debt, which brings it down to basically $52 billion. Um, so this includes 21st Century Fox, Fox Broadcasting Network, Fox Broadcasting Network, uh, FX, and among some other uh, spinoff, other divisions and stuff that they got. They did not get, like, Fox News and Fox Sports, I think, stays there. Since Disney already owns ESPN, they don't need another sports division. Oh, wait, I don't think I realize this, but so so Disney owns Archer now? Uh, the, more or less, yeah. They own the station that shows Archer. Yeah, I'm assuming... Yeah, because I don't know who produces FX, or uh, Archer. I assumed it would be some sort of division of Fox if it's on FX. But I guess I'm not really sure where that would fall. They would at least, if with them owning FX, I guess they would at least be able to broadcast Archer. 
Not that they would show it on like ABC or anything like that, because I think that's probably not the station they want to show that on. No, but Archer's really badass, so yeah, I'm just pumped. Um, so we'll get to the list of the movies and TVs shows that Disney got in this deal in a bit. I want to swing back around to Disney buying up all this, all this entertainment after. The Sony deal to share Spider-Man, fans have been waiting for this to happen for the X-Men and Fantastic Four to hopefully have all of these characters play together in the MCU. And thanks to this deal, that can happen. Now, while that may seem like it might be some of the motivation behind Marvel Studios wanting this deal to go through, I think Disney has a far bigger plan in mind for all this stuff. Um, probably, I think it was probably within the last year or two, uh, Disney was sort of starting to make headlines about how Marvel and Star Wars and Disney properties would be leaving Netflix in the next few years. Now, the reason they're leaving Netflix <clears throat> is because Disney wants to have their own streaming service to compete with Netflix. Now, having the Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and Disney properties under, under one roof seemed like a pretty good way for them to compete with other streaming services, but now Disney can add all of these Fox properties to the service as well. And I really think that's probably the biggest motivation for them to add all of this under the Disney roof is to just solidify their streaming services like the one-stop shop for people to go to. Um, so along with all the properties under Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm, here's some other stuff that Fox is, or that Disney is getting from Fox. So the obvious ones we talked about, X-Men, Deadpool, even though Deadpool's part of X-Men, he's more popular now, so people know Deadpool, uh, and the Fantastic Four. All of those are now back with Marvel and under Disney. So Fantastic um, Four, The Watcher. Yeah, they can actually finally use all those other... The Skrulls should be fair game now, even though they were rumored to be in Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel, before this deal. Um, I had I thought I had heard that was why they never used the Skrulls before, is because they were technically under Fantastic Four. So, maybe we'll see Doctor Doom show up as, like, a decent villain for the MCU. Please, God, we get a good Doctor Doom villain, because yeah. he's really badass in the comics, and I'd love to see him be super badass in the movies. Yeah, because I think, I think there's some cosmic stuff probably tied to the Fantastic Four that they haven't been able to use just because they've been under Fantastic Four. So, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they can do with these. Um, Alright, some other movie properties that they have got. Uh, they actually get the original trilogy and prequel trilogies of Star Wars with this deal. Because since those were distributed through Fox, Disney couldn't really do anything with them. They own Lucasfilm, sure, but they can't distribute those movies through their proper channels. So now that Fox had them, and now Disney has Fox, they get them all, all under one roof. Which means, theoretically, if... Depending on what kind of rumors you believe, Disney could release the unaltered original trilogy on Blu-ray. They, ha they have the rights to do that. But, depending on the rumors, like, they, they've, they've been, had people, this is always, it comes up all the time. It's like, oh, the unaltered original trilogy will show up on home video at some point. But then there's people that say that since they made the special editions, they basically cut up the original cut of the movie to make the special editions. Which means there may not be an original cut of the movie together to use at all anymore. So we'll see if that ever, I'm sure it'll be years before we see anything like that, but that'll be something that I'm sure Star Wars fans are looking forward to. Um, other franchises, Die Hard, <gasps> Alien, Predator, Independence Day, Avatar, oh, good God. Kingsman, which Avatar makes sense because they're putting an Avatar land in Disney. So 
now it's all under Disney, so that sort of makes sense. Yeah, they better do something to Independence Day because that last week. I, I think they'll just let Independence Day die, honestly. Um, Avatar, Kingsman, Planet of the Apes, Fight Club, Home Alone, Night at the Museum, The Maze Runner, Ice Age, The Martian, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Percy Jackson, and The Chronicles of Narnia. Ooh. Now, those aren't all of them. Those are just some that I had seen on lists that I sort of handpicked. Um, TV shows. Obvious ones that are from Fox. The Simpsons. Family Guy. American Dad. King of the Hill. Bob's Burgers. Uh, Modern Family they actually own now, which, yes, it owns or it plays on Disney-owned ABC, but the show is produced by Fox, so now it's all under ABC and Disney. Um, this Is Us. Empire. The X-Files. The Gifted, The Americans, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, American Horror Story, Sons of Anarchy, Legion, 24, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Hill Street Blues, MASH, The Shield, and The Mary Tyler Moore Show. And Archer. Yeah, I'm assuming Archer, but I, I didn't see that show up on anybody's list. So I'm, <laughs> we'll, we'll throw that in there, too. I'm, we'll, we'll say that's, that's part of it, too. Uh... So, I guess the big question is, and I know we're all excited about getting Marvel getting X-Men and Fantastic Four back, but should we be worried about how much entertainment Disney now owns? Um, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm kind of worried as to what happens with several of these franchises. They're money makers, and Disney loves their money. So, I don't think you're going to see them turn away from Family Guy and its lewd nature. But... Does the episode where Disney mocked fam or where Family Guy mocked Disney so hard go away? Um, yeah, you know thing things like that <clears throat> come up in my mind. But well, I think we talked. They're owning a lot. I, I don't think they've gone too far in this step. Because I think we we I think we talked. I think it was off the air at some point. We talked about this probably right after the deal happened. I think, um, but. In a sense, I guess Disney, if they wanted to, could basically just leave Fox the way it is and just let them run themselves, but it'll just be a division of Disney. Because it's sort of just like the Marvel Studios movies, you don't see a Disney logo before that. You see Marvel Studios. So okay. if they wanted to, they could keep 21st Century Fox and, and the television shows under Fox and just keep putting the Fox logo, but maybe somewhere in there just put an asterisk and put Disney Company or something like that. I mean, I, if they were going to do that, I would totally um, gut who runs Fox first because they've been running it into the ground. True. And they're not going to make any money if they just let them do what they've been doing. True. Like, yeah, I think some of the ones that probably need change, such as, like, the X-Men and the, well, the comic properties, obviously. I think they're going to go through Kevin Feige now. Yeah. So he'll be the one to write that ship and take those creative decisions away from Fox. Now, whether or not some of those producers stay on, uh, I I don't know, because I yeah, because it's it's really hard to to figure out the the business side of things and and who's working on what and whose whose creative decisions they want to get rid of, or if it's going to be trying to like everyone that's worked on those X Men movies stays on the franchise, but they all just have to report to Feige now or something like that. Oh, I really hope that's not the case. I, like, they need to completely reboot. Oh, yeah. And reboot, restart, get rid of everybody that worked on those movies. Good lord. In that particular case. Yeah, I I agree. Because I, I haven't been much of a fan of those 
well, Fantastic Four struggled and X-Men last couple of movies, again, aside from Logan, last couple of proper X-Men movies, I don't think have sat really well with me. I mean, Not, there, there's been, been ones that were okay. Days of Future yeah. Past kind of knocked it out of the park and then others really failed. See, I don't know. I like even struggle with Days of Future Past anymore. Like, I liked it when it first came out and the more I watched it, I'm just kind of like, meh. I like First mm-hmm. Class, I think, more than Days of Future Past, to be honest. I think First Class does a better job of exploring the characters, the depth of character in them. I just, I don't know, as an X-Men fan, Days of Future Past felt like an X-Men movie. Like, it felt like it looked and belonged in the X-Men universe. Yeah. It felt more like I was watching a, a version of the comic. Okay. The visual style, everything like that, I felt like was much more X-Men in that movie. Yeah, I could see that. Uh... Yeah, so speaking of the X-Men, what do we think Disney will do? More, more, sort of like with this. Do we think, with Logan being rated R and Deadpool being rated R, do you think Disney will have a hand in making those properties come back around to PG-13? Or do you think they'll let them stay out there as a rated R property? I think they'll give some leeway with Wolverine and where they go with that and, like... I think they'll push that more back towards PG-13. Even though, like, I just think because of the character and how widely popular it is across all platforms that they'll push it back toward that. But Deadpool, I think they'll let go. Because the reason Deadpool's successful is because Fox took the reins off and said, go ahead and make a superhero movie that does whatever the hell it wants. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Um... It's tough to say, because, uh, I mean, they, they Disney has this, like, weird penchant for not putting out R movies, so, but, I mean, a lot of these... Well, not uh, under the Disney banner. Like, I think they have offshoot studios that release rated right. R movies, it's so, just, yeah. you don't see the Disney logo. So, if they if they keep Fox as Fox and just end up owing, owning Fox and, like, creatively, um, you know, controlling Fox, then they can still release R movies, and it's not really... Disney. Yeah. So And that's kind of what I'm hoping they do. And what? Dead, I, Deadpool and Logan were both huge successes, so why would you change yeah. it? Well, I think I think more towards um, I think I'm sort of siding with Mike on this mainly because Wolverine will be part of the X-Men whenever they presumably reboot this franchise, which means he will be part of the MCU, which is traditionally PG-13 movies. If you have kids watching the MCU movies with Wolverine and the X-Men, and then you spin off Wolverine into a rated R movie, you presumably lose the kid demographic. Uh, did, so did I can see... lose the kid demographic when they did that this last time? I don't know how many kids actually went and saw Logan. Like, PG-13 movies, I can see, like, under 10-year-olds going to see those movies. Like, parents taking their kids to that. Yeah, I don't I'm... know how many parents will willingly take their kid to a rated R Wolverine movie if they're under 10. I saw a ton but... of young kids at the Logan movie when I went. Yeah, and that still surprises me. I, I don't know. I feel like you Maybe saw it's just me. bad parents. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. That movie was not at all made for children. They did. They made that movie for adults. I feel like children would have been lost on a lot of that movie. Yeah. And, it, like, it, it wasn't something that they even attempted to make easily followed for children they, they didn't even try you don't think that kids could have identified as uh what's her name x23 or any of her little gang 
I, I, guess maybe. I, I identified, yes, but followed the whole story, no. I don't think they would have understood any of the major themes in that story that made it such a good movie. I mean, I guess it just comes down to, like, parenting and what you want your kids to see. I feel like... Oh, sure. Because I'm sure there, there's always the exceptions where parents will still take their kids to a movie that's way out of their realm and element and, and stuff they probably shouldn't see at that young of an age. But, you know, I vast majority, I'm going to say, I would assume, would shy away from something like that. Now, Deadpool being its own thing, that I can get behind. I think since he's sort of kind of playing with the MC, or with the X-Men universe as, as it is now, whether he's connected, whether he's not connected, like it, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So you could still keep Deadpool sort of in that bubble, still under Disney and whatever they decide to do with the MCU. Right. Pop my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he uses that line if he ever shows up in the MCU. <laughs> I'm telling you, I really want a mid-credits Deadpool scene. In an in, MCU movie. In Infinity War. Now no. that they own it, I want Deadpool just, like, I want it to be as though Deadpool is now in the MCU. I want it to feel that way. I want him just to pop up on his own randomly and just insert himself forcefully into the Avengers movie and be like, I'm an that's Avenger now! <laughs> inserting himself forcefully just sounded really bad. That's what Deadpool would do. <laughs> Well, the other thing, the the other sad part of this is that I read is that it's going to take twelve to eighteen months for like the fine print of this deal to go through. Yeah, which means we won't see any actual changes to the X Men or the MCU for you know eighteen months, two years at least. So, so that means like basically whatever movies Fox has in development right now or that is on their way out are still going to happen. So, X Men: Dark Phoenix is still happening. Deadpool two is still happening. Gambit, I don't know what's happening with that movie since they couldn't get that off the ground. Yeah, so I don't know if that's still pre-production at this point, right? I would say yeah. that's probably not happening. So yeah, if since that one guess. hasn't began filming, there's a good chance that one's going to get axed. That might actually be a good thing with all of the slugs it's been trying to get through with Fox. That it might be good that it's getting a new beginning with Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it, you know, we'll have to see what. Kevin Feige and Marvel's plan for the X-Men is, and where they want to introduce them, how they want to introduce them, how long we wait before we get them. Because I'm sure once all this the fine print is done and they can officially use these characters, it's going to take at least two years to get a movie off the ground. Yeah. So you're looking at maybe at four years before we get they, they, well, they can pre They can pre-plan all of that. Right, but you're still, I mean, even pre-production is, is could still take some time, but once the cameras start rolling, you're looking at maybe a year and a half. Between yeah. filming and post-production and getting all that stuff done. So I, even if they start pre-production a little bit early, I still think it's a solid four years before you see something. I wouldn't run it past uh, Foggy to have had a sort of structure down when this did happen. Like if um, Disney didn't come to him and said, like, hey, we're going to get this done. So if you could, perchance, even throw together some sort of structure of how this is yeah. going to go down go ahead and do it and just put it in the vault and we'll unlock it when we buy it. Well, the good news is that we don't, like, they didn't, they haven't made any announcements for Phase 4, so we don't know what movies are coming down the pipe except Homecoming 2. Spider-Man Homecoming right. 2 is supposed to be the first one in Phase 4. So, <coughs> but after that, we don't know what movies are coming, what sequels are coming, so whatever plan they may have had for Phase 4 could now be altered and we would never know the difference. So, after Avengers 4, when they 
presumably announce what Phase 4 is going to be, we could start seeing X-Men titles in there. Because that's going to be, what, a year and a half away. So by then, Fox deal might actually be done. That's and true. They and they can talk about it. <clears throat> um, so any did any of the uh, properties that I ran down, any of that stuff surprise you? Are you surprised any of that stuff is now under Disney? I was surprised I mean, about Die Hard for some reason. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of forgot that was a Fox property. Yeah. Yeah, that I completely forgot. Um, some of them I think like I knew were Fox properties, but I never thought about like oh they're included in it, like Independence Day and yeah. Planet of the Apes. So I, I think yeah. we were all too focused on what was going to Marvel, and, and right. like they they you know they're getting their Fantastic Four, they're getting their. X-Men, we're all excited about that. And I think, feel like we were too focused on that to really think about the other properties and why it's actually worth that 50-some-odd billion dollars. And those were the headlines, too. It wasn't like Disney's getting all these Fox properties. It's Marvel's getting X-Men. That's yeah. what we were reading everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Avatar so, by itself, I mean, like, holy shit, that's yeah. a huge intellectual property. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since Disney wants to promote their parks, yeah, with an Avatar Land, like holy, they're going to milk yeah. the crap out of those five sequels or whatever the fuck James Cameron wants to do. Yeah, and let me tell you, I'll, I'll go to Avatar Land. That sounds fucking cool. <laughs> uh, Andy yeah. wants to put his his hair string thing in, into things. What the what the fuck did they call those in Avatar? The the thing that the braid you know that they, what I'm talking about, like attached to the yeah. animals and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like interactive Harry Potter Harry Potter land with the wands and stuff, except you have that, that hair string braid thing and just plug it into things. And shit happens. Uh, all right, so the next question I'm thinking, what uh, what do you guys think the streaming service will be like? Do you think they're going to charge out the ass now that they have that Disney has all these properties? Do you think it'll be like 15 20 25 bucks a month for something like this? I hope it's not 25 because they would, they would still want people to be able to afford it, right? I mean... And yeah, they they got to hit a price point to maximize. Right. So they they want like even like lower class families to be able to watch these Disney things too, right? You got to make it accessible. Yeah. So twenty five. I, I feel like, like it'd be pretty expensive, but like I feel like fifteen bucks is probably going to be that where they go. Yeah, I could see fifteen yeah, and twenty maybe to eliminate ads or some kind of shit like that. You know. Yeah. Because Netflix is getting close to fifteen now. And if it's not already over. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I can't remember the, the last bill I got. I did, think it was like 14-something. I was going to say, so didn't, it's it, getting up there. didn't it just go up another dollar and 50 cents or something? Yeah. So depending on, I guess, what how many accounts or whatever, you know, how that all divides up, it might be a little bit more than that, depending on your your how your settings are gone. But I think I'm, I'm, think I'm getting close to 15. Uh, so yeah, I think for all the all the pro- for a good a good place to start, I think Disney could start with fifteen, and maybe if they don't get enough su- subscribers or something, I could see them upping up to like twenty to try to jack that up. But yeah, I mean at some point they got to start. I was going to say paying for all the properties, but I guess they own all the properties, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, if they do do that, they should definitely um, put the Clone Wars on there and put it in chronological order instead of like the shitty <laughs> watch through Netflix let it play through itself order 
yeah, I don't know what would be because it's probably easier for them just to upload season after season after season and not put it in the actual order it's supposed to be watched in. Crap. Crap. <laughs> Good thought, though. I like that thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, that, that, that whole chronological list is on, what, StarWars.com, which is owned by Disney. Yeah. See, it's all it's all together. Yeah. Cohesive. Yeah. There should just be, like, a little toggle. Chronological? Yes. Toggle. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be good. I'd, Season order or chronological order. Yeah, I like that. I'd toggle the shit out of that. And what would that? And what would that take? <laughs> Sounds dirty. For, for for them to do like forty five minutes from one of their employees to yeah, just put together make a it so you could do that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, the list is like oh, yeah. the actual list they should be watched in is already out there. Just just yeah, make just, the episodes go in that order. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah, make a playlist. Like, like boom, done. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to It'd laugh. Be quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, laugh is optional. Do. I think the laugh now has to come with it. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually like I in two years I will probably really consider getting into this streaming service because I think there's too much good stuff under Disney now that it's going to be hard not to get into this. It, it would be, yeah. And I think that's what they want. So which, I feel like they've already got my money, which will probably mean that like these Netflix only. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and all that would probably go over there too, huh? Yep. Everything Disney owned that is on Netflix now is going off of Netflix in the next two years. And now you could probably presumably say anything that's owned by Fox on Netflix is now going off yeah. in the next couple years. So watch them while you can, because they ain't going to be there too much longer. Um, by the way, I just saw on Netflix that Jessica Jones is releasing March 8th. Yeah, season two. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. realize that. I still haven't gotten through F- Punisher, to be honest. Oh, I, I still just have to finish Punisher. Today. Is it good? I liked it. It's pretty bloody. Okay. Yeah, that's sort of what I got from the first couple. Um, okay, so I think we've talked about the deal enough. So the other thing we, we were sort of thinking about beforehand, assuming... That the X-Men go to the MCU and that Marvel and Disney want to just completely wipe the slate clean and reboot the X-Men and do with them with they, what they want. So with that in mind, we were going to try to do some fan casting of just who we thought could portray some of these characters under the in the MCU, under Disney, who they might pick. Um, I don't think Andy said he didn't actually couldn't think of anybody, didn't get a list. So Andy's going to be our unbiased third party. And, and oh, sort of give his. I, don't, I, I wouldn't portray myself <laughs> to be unbiased. <laughs> but I'm not going to let you know what I'm biased towards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Raised eyebrow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Mike and I came up with some lists. We never actually agreed which characters we're trying to cast. So, I just started writing some characters down and was like, oh, this person would be good. So, we might have some of the same. We might have some different characters. We'll just kind of see where it goes. Uh, and we'll just try to go back and forth, and maybe we'll let Andy choose which ones he thinks might be better. Okay. And and to be honest, actually, I there were some characters where I was like, "Ooh, that person be good. Ooh, that person be good too." So there, I have some multiple possibilities for some people. I only have just, one wrote down with multiples. Okay. Uh, so pick a, a character. No. <laughs> Damn it! It's just it, no. Nah, unfortunately, it was just. Uh, I couldn't decide between two people. All right, so, Mike, do you want to start with a character? Just pick one and we'll... Let's start Fantastic Four. 
Oh, uh, see, I didn't even cast Fantastic Four. I just did X Men. Oh, damn well, I it! I thought we were doing the whole thing. No, I, I, well yeah, then you, that's can, part. you can both judge mine. Then how about that? <laughs> I'll just I'll just my run bad. through am... my Fantastic Four, and you guys can say, "Oh, the host is unprepared." Wait, wait! I have a gavel for this. <laughs> a ga- Wait, a gavel? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it is it going to be like a Law and Order sound? Am I going to sit here and yeah? <laughs> <Dun, dun. laughs> All right, so. Mr. Fantastic, I came up with Zachary Quinto. Um, I was going with a more, a younger version of the Fantastic Four. Okay. Not as young as they did maybe in the last one, but I'm not sure because I didn't watch it. Um, Yeah. But I went Zachary Quinto for Mr. Fantastic, (laughs) Natalie Dormer for Sue Storm, um, Michael Cudlitz for The Thing. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen for Doctor Doom. Oh, uh, that's a good one. And Human Torch is the one on my list that I had two for. Uh, one is okay. Dave Franco. Chris the Evans other is and Chris Evans. <laughs> well, we we can't have that. <laughs> I tried not to I cast know. anybody that is currently cast in the MCU. I tried not to do that. Um, well, Matt, came up with Mads Dave. was what he was in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he was, but I didn't oh, care. Oh, that's that true. Was just, what, I, I didn't care. Yeah, what's, <laughs> he was too what's good. Josh's song, Between Two Walls, or something like that. Yeah, except that's the same world. That's both Marvel <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point. I try to do it. He's in a mask, his daughter. <laughs> 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 <Fuck it, you know? laughs> um, Human Torch, I went Dave Franco or Ansel Engel- Elgort. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I think both of them would function extremely well in that role. Um, I might actually go Ansel. I would go Dave Ansel Franco. on that one too. Yeah, I he was listed first, but Dave Franco I thought would be good. It was you know okay. either wouldn't or. Be, he wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. Um. So since I did that, I will let you go ahead and choose a X Men to go first with. I like okay. those picks. Now, that I would I would watch that Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, me too. Now I feel bad. I didn't do Fantastic Four. Maybe I'll try to. I'll I'll try to you think about bad. it. Maybe I'll comment on the this shit. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but I was the one who was like, "Hey, this is a good idea. We should do all this shit." Um, I'll try to. I'll try to come up with a list and maybe put it on the on the post whenever I on the Facebook page whenever I put the podcast up. I'll try. I'll try to come back to it that way. Um, so we'll just start with the big two: Professor X and Magneto. Okay. Um, Pro- Professor X. Uh, I actually have three choices. Good lord. My first, when I just thought of Professor X, the first person I thought of, for whatever reason, was Terry O'Quinn from Lost. Okay. Okay. And then after him, I was like, I don't know if I like that. So then I thought a little bit harder, and I came up with Stanley Tucci, who I think I like better. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now, as I was trying to Google to get some ideas, and some, I can't take credit for this, but I saw somebody else suggest this online, and... If they go a different direction, I thought this would be really cool. Would you just was Google bald actors? Like what did, no, how did you... <laughs> fan ca- X Men fan casting? Just to, just to see what people thought. Um, bald actors but... between you know fifty and sixty, British <laughs> accent, <laughs> wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I, somebody had suggested Lance Reddick if they make Professor X black. Okay, I don't think I know who that is. He is the voice of Zavala for Destiny. Ah, okay. 
Yeah, it's an uh, interesting and then for choice. Magneto, uh, for Magneto, I'm thinking Jason Isaacs. Okay, that'd be a good one. Um, I went Mark Strong for Professor X, and I thought that too. He was another one that came to mind, but I there's something about like his voice is like too deep for me that I was like, I don't know if I could see that voice coming out of Professor X. I, you know what, I think he could make it work. I especially um, if that voice was like the reverberating voice in your head that they could do really cool. I think that would be. Oh yeah, yeah, real bassy. Yeah, yeah. real bassy. Yeah. Like like you're in like Cyclops' head, and all of a sudden you hear Mark Strong like Cyclops, <laughs> you are needed. You know, and you're just like holy fuck. Yeah, Thanks, it's like, definitely got that intimi- intimidation <laughs> factor. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and Magneto, I said David Morrissey. Um. He was, I don't know for those know listening that, that don't know who he is, he was the governor on The Walking Dead. Um, oh. That doesn't help me either. Okay. I know it doesn't help you, Brian. I, <laughs> you can Google him. He's been in other things, but he like his main role that he's known for is as the governor from Walking Dead. I can see that. He was... I pretty much despised him in that. He did a pretty good job of making you despise him, so I, I can see that. Uh, all right, so Andy, impartial third party. Any any of those you like better than the other ones? Um, I'm gonna go Mark Strong and Jason Isaacs. Oh, he played he played one of each. Yeah, he, he yeah. played the smart. My card. seesaw is even, right. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it tips as we go forward. I, and it's I'm a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> Scales of justice, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next X Men character that I have on my list is Wolverine. Except I couldn't think of anybody that I wanted to replace Hugh Jackman. I really think they should go unknown actor for Wolverine and not pick a big name. I think if okay. you build up big names around him, I think you can get away with that. I mean, I feel like that's almost kind of a cop-out in this competition, since it's now Probably. a competition and, and he's I'll, judging it. Yeah, so. and I'll take the hit on that. That's fine. But I, <laughs> I couldn't think of any, because I wanted, I want a Wolverine that's like the comics. I want someone short, hairy, 5'3", really angry, and I couldn't think of anyone that fits that. I, honestly, I went with someone who he'd feel more like Wolverine from that aspect than Hugh Jackman did just because of the height and I feel like he can pull off the grittiness and everything I but I went with Tom Hardy um and that's for whatever in, reason if I if you google X-Men fan casting he's the one that comes up for everybody's fucking list it's because he's fucking awesome he's Tom Hardy he, he is pretty awesome yeah and I, he could do the role like he he could play Wolverine and make it feel like Wolverine, and I. Yeah, I don't know. To me, I guess like I guess he just seemed like the, the really obvious choice. That well, I was trying I'll throw, to think of something else, and I couldn't. The the other choice I have in my own head that I didn't use because he's already blatantly like Tom Hardy is not blatantly cast in the MCU now because Venom and all that. I don't count that because that may not even happen at this point because of everything, but. I also looked at John Bernthal um, as okay. a potential Wolverine, but I didn't bother because he's already the Punisher. Right. But I'd wanted him when there was rumors that a while ago that Hugh Jackman was done and they were rebooting the series. It was like, please, John Bernthal. Back when he was just a character on The Walking Dead before he started getting cast in a whole bunch of stuff, it was like, that's who I would want. Truly. Yeah. To replace him. But Again, he's already. I mean, the I think Punisher, between the, those two, be, between those two, for me, I'd probably still pick Tom Hardy, but that's me. 
Tom Hardy's the better actor, but I feel like John Bernthal would be the better Wolverine. Okay. Uh, Andy, I don't know. I don't have a pick, but maybe between Bernthal and, and Tom Hardy, who do you think for Wolverine? I think physically Bernthal would match the characteristics of Wolverine better, but I think Tom Hardy would probably knock it out of the park better. I can agree with that. Okay. Uh, next one on my list is Cyclops. Oh, this is a fan favorite. One. Oh, God. It's still one of my favorite characters. So I actually, I couldn't, again, I couldn't narrow it down to one. So I got three choices for this one, too. <laughs> Oh wow! He only has okay. one eye, Brian. He have three I know choices. he has <laughs> one eye, and you have three choices. <laughs> so I know we've talked. I think on the in the past, it's. I think Romano and I were sort of on the same page with this, where we sort of thought Taron Edgerton would make a really good Cyclops. However, I did not pick him for this this role. First pick for me, I think above the other two that I have is Matt Bomer from Suits. Uh, it was a USA show. Or White Collar. Was it White Collar? Yeah. Okay. I have to look that person up. I don't know who that is. B O M E R. Okay. Okay. Um, two other names I saw. Two other names I saw floating around that I was like, I could see that, and I think they'd do a decent job. Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Routh. Okay. Leave Brandon Louth alone. <laughs> um, I mine was Chris Pine. Um, I feel like Captain Kirk could lead the X Men fairly well. I yeah, I guess I could see him with a visor. On. I feel like he would have a really good back and forth with Tom Hardy, especially because they were in that one movie with um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, they, uh, where they were like where they were both spies. spies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like they already got the bickering down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were good in that. That was actually pretty humorous between the I, two of them. You know, I was really surprised that I liked that movie as much as I did because it. it mm-hmm. actually, I own that movie. Yeah, it's, I like that it's movie. Not bad at all, right? Did I get? Was it Reese? Yeah. Okay. Reese I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, all right, Andy. You got four choices for Cyclops. I think I'm going to go Bomer. It nice. was kind of like a out of the blue pick, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, all right, spinning off from Cyclops, let's go Jean Grey. Mike, who do you got okay. for Jean Grey? I have Karen Gillen. Ooh, um, okay. I feel like, once again, I don't care that she's cast. She'd be unrecognizable by comparison to... Yeah, because uh, uh, Nebula. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I feel like it'd be okay. Yeah. Um, and as far as young redheaded actresses go, I feel like there's not really much competition there for her at this point. I mean, Emma Stone's good, but I don't feel like Emma Stone has anything about her that speaks to Jean Grey in any way. Um, she okay. she was decent as Mary Jane and all, or well, she would have been a decent Mary Jane. She was she wasn't Mary Jane. She was Gwen, but. I don't feel like there's anybody else that really is on Karen Gillan's level, let's say. Okay, I got you. Um, first choice for me for Jean Grey was Jessica Chastain. Ooh. Okay. But she is cast in Dark Phoenix, so I don't know if they would actually reboot her As... in, after using her in the last X-Men movie they're going to do with Fox. Um, so my other choice is Bryce Dallas Howard. 
Okay. Yeah, we can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... Um, I think a lot of this, for me, depended on who I was imagining and what roles. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on what age they want to go with the cast. Yeah, if they want to do a little bit older cast, younger cast, th- that could play a factor, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andy, out of what three choices? Bryce Dallas Howard. I think uh, I like the Bryce Dallas Howard pick because I feel like if the X Men are ever going to intertwine with the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the Jurassic World people can get together. Oh, there you go. Her and, her and Chris Pratt. <laughs> that is a great reason for that answer. <laughs> I, like, I love that we get a reason for it, and it's that. <laughs> like... um, <laughs> I have five other characters that I, I tried to cast. How many more do you have? Hold on. So I got to count how many we Because I don't even know if we have the same ones, so to be honest. One, two, three, four. We've done five. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have ten more. Holy! Oh shit! Thing. Okay. I well, right, I'm we'll just roll through my five, here. and we'll we'll hit we'll <laughs> hit who's left on your list. Okay. Um, did you cast for Storm? I have one for Storm. Yes, I did as well. Okay. Uh, for Storm, I picked Lupita Nyong'o. Ooh. Okay. I. You know what I said? I, I feel like I'm lying a little bit here. Um, I, I feel like I said I wasn't going to do a lot of stuff that's already been cast in the MCU. People who haven't. But I went <laughs> I went with Denai Gurira. Um, she's going to be in Black Panther and okay, Infinity okay. War. She is Michonne from The Walking Dead. Ooh. Um, I, I feel like she has a powerful presence, I feel like, that Storm has to have. I still think it's like a vetoed pick, though. If she's already cast at the MCU, they're not going to cast her again. Yeah, but it's fan casting, so fuck it. Okay, <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. Are you recording these to see how accurate if you, like, win the whole contest if one of these people is actually cast? Dude, I'll shit a brick if one of these picks <laughs> that I do is right. Uh, you right, hear that, Andy. people? Everyone listening to the podcast, <laughs> we have Brian agreeing to actually shit a brick. I will mold my shit into a brick-shaped thing. <laughs> uh, so you have uh, two picks for Storm. Uh, I'm going to slightly shade to um, Brian's pick. Mm. Just because uh, uh, the other one's already used in Black Panther. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. And it wouldn't be too hard for them to get Brian Speck either, because she's already in fucking Star Wars, so... Oh, yeah, She is under the Disney umbrella. That's an easy slide. Um, Next one I have on my list is Gambit, and I'm still picking Channing Tatum, just because I want to see what the hell he does with Gambit. Boy, that was original, Brian. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll take a hit for that one, that's fine. He's basically already cast. (laughs) I but I'm James assuming Franco. that movie is dead, and they're just going to use him again. James Franco. Yes. I, He's going to be multiple... Oh, uh, wait, is that movie still happening? Shit. I don't even know if that not. movie's still happening. Yeah. Probably not. 
Because he was supposed to be multiple man. They were supposed to be making a multiple man X Men movie through Fox. Why in the God's green earth? Mistake. Why would they ever make a multiple man movie? That makes I, I don't zero know. sense to me. That just screams it, like passion project for James Franco to me. Yeah. Like who even like reads X Men and goes multiple man? He's my favorite. Or apparently sorry, James Franco. Sorry, they're my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> maybe people call James Franco Jamie as a kid, and he's like, "Oh, Jamie, he's an X Men. Like, he, like, give me him." And I, I don't know. I, I'm grasping for straws here. I, I, I have no idea why they would think that that was any kind of idea that should be done. Yeah, dumb. But that's it. Uh, yes, I think James Franco would make an excellent Gambit. Yeah. I still wouldn't mind seeing Taylor Kirsch get another crack That's who I was gonna, Gambit. Yeah, say. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind that either. A legitimate. Like in a proper, a legitimate yeah, a proper X-Men chance. movie with Gambit. Yes, and... instead of the foul butt turd that came out of Fox that time. Because th- he, was, he was definitely a bright spot to me in that movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Did you, either of you see American Assassins? He was actually pretty good as the... Uh... Enemy assassin. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I've heard he's good in other stuff. It's just the stuff that I've seen him in is, has been so like wishy washy. Even like I liked um, what the fuck the the Mars movie, Jason Carter or no something Carter, John Carter, John Carter, John, yes. Carter. Yeah. John Carter. That he was decent in that. I like I like that movie and too. It wasn't that he was bad in Battleship. It's just that Battleship was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually like, hate Battleship or. John Carter. I mean, they weren't real fantastic movies, but I mean, they were like, you know, I don't know, there were explosions and shit. It was pretty decent. Yeah. He's yeah. just, I guess, had bad luck with projects. Yeah. Um, oh, Andy, uh, take a pick. Uh, draw. <laughs> no, literally, draw. I want to see if you can draw better. <laughs> I, yeah. Loss. I'll take the hit. Loss. Um, Alright, so I have... Three, I have three more characters. I have Iceman, Kitty Pride, and Rogue. Okay. You have all of those, Mike? I did not get around to casting Kitty, okay. but I have Iceman and Rogue, yes. All right, so we'll do Iceman and Rogue, and then I'll end with Kitty, and then we'll go your final ones. So Iceman, for me, uh, I still wanted to use him, so I put him here, Taron Edgerton. Okay, I went with Logan Lerman. Oh, um, okay. okay. That was just a... Uh... Just to recap, Taron Edgerton is uh, Kingsman. Yes, okay. Eggsy. I thought he'd make a good showboating Bobby Drake. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I could see the Kingsman, just how he's kind of like cocky like that, being a nice man. I do like Ler- Logan Lerman, though. He doesn't get enough credit for being a good actor. No, he was... I really enjoyed the movie where he was uh, D'Artagnan in that Musketeers movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, that's right. He was in that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things, man. Yeah. He just... Although, that Noah movie fucking sucked. Sucked. <laughs> wow. They made that movie because they were like, oh, we can make Global Flood now with our fucking new <laughs> effects abilities, so let's make a Noah movie. And I think that was their entire intent with that movie was, fuck the story, fuck the cast, fuck the writing, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make a big wave. Let's do it. 
If you want to go to make uh, a big right. wave, just go to a pirate game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you're you're rare form today. In, in the morning, I guess you're more on top of your game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Andy, who do you got for Iceman? Slight edge to Edgerton. Uh, all right, so Rogue. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> making a silent fist pump. <laughs> uh, Mike, who do you got for Rogue? I have Emily Blunt. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I went a little bit younger. I went Alexandra Daddario. Oh, okay. I I feel like I, I looked at that possibility, and then I thought about everything I've seen her in, and I was kind of like, I never really find her that enjoyable. I can see her as Rogue, but I just generally don't think she's that good of an actress. She's good eye candy, but actress... And that's part of it, too. I'll, I'd be lying if I said I'm going to go with blunt because I feel like she could really nail that southern accent. That was where I was sort of hung up. I didn't know. I don't know Daddario how well she's good at accents and stuff like that. If she could do the southern bell thing. Gotcha. I could definitely see blunt with the the white streak in her hair talking like Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so the last one I have that Mike doesn't have is Kitty Pride. For Kitty Pride, I picked Anna Kendrick. Okay. I mean, off the top of my head, I'd say just go back to what they already had. Um, Ellen Page was a good Kitty Pride, yeah. Yeah, like that would be my first choice is just keep her. She was fine, but I don't know if, if that counts as a choice. Uh, so I don't know if you can if you get to make any rulings on these, Andy, since they're all sort of one-sided, but I'm gonna, I don't know. What do you think uh, of I, I, Anna Kendrick? Thumbs up. Upvote. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Mike, we'll hit your final ones that uh, I don't have. All right, so I have Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler I want to be cast as a CG character as just a voice. Um, I don't want them to have an actual actor playing Nightcrawler, kind of the way they did Colossus for Deadpool. Or or like the Avatar blue cat people. Right. Um, and my choice for that, for the voice acting, is Christoph Waltz for Nightcrawler. Okay. Um, I just, I feel like Nightcrawler is, it, like, if you try and do him legit makeup, it's gonna look like shit. Nightcrawler has to be CG, because he's got shadow that, like, fucking follows him around and shit. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't feel like they can actually put somebody in a suit and say, that's Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that would be that. Um... Uh, Beast, I, I cast as Liam Hemsworth. Uh, so do you want? Okay, so here's because I was trying to think of Beast for myself, and I couldn't think of anything, so I didn't. I didn't make him on there. But in my mind, I was thinking Beast the way you're thinking Nightcrawler, a CG character with just a voice. Okay, is that what you're thinking, or are you thinking putting him in a suit and well, or human Beast? Or yeah, I was gonna say that's the thing. Is like I feel like there is a human version of Beast before Beast becomes Beast. Okay. It's kind of, you know, they showed that in the last few movies, and I feel like that's actually a big part of his character arc and story arc into learning about him, so I feel like you have to have cast for that aspect okay. of it. Um, whereas Nightcrawler, 
never really has that. He's born the way he is. Right. So, I I kind of feel like that's that's where I stand on that one. We'll just say, okay. say it that way. I can see that. Um, other ones? Oh, Colossus I cast. Um, I want them to keep it the same as what was in Deadpool. And that dude's okay, name is Steven Kapichik. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> Kapichik, Kapichik. I just want the same exact Colossus we had in Deadpool. That was perfect. I agree. Um, That would be like my number one request on this list. Like, <laughs> if they don't do anything else, just keep what you already did right in Deadpool with Colossus. Don't fuck it up yeah. again like you did in the first movies. Yeah. Um, I cast Angel. Uh, I went with Tom Felton. Uh, Ooh, okay. As Angel. I feel like... He could pull off the rich dickhead pretty well aspect of Angel, <laughs> but he, he also could, has that. I'd say hmm? he could he could pull off the Archangel as well. Yes, yeah, he would look good as an evil Archangel kind of thing going on. Um, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to go through my list and make sure I don't miss anybody else that I cast that you didn't. And I'll try to come back around. Like, if I'm posting on the Facebook page for who I cast for Fantastic Four, I'll have to try to come back around to who you cast that I didn't. Okay. And try to put my picks up there. Um, I also cast Psylocke. Um, Psylocke, I basically the same answer as Colossus. Just give me Olivia Munn back and actually let her blossom the role a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah she looked she, perfect. I was gonna say she looked really good in that role. Yeah, she she looked right for it. She acted well for it in spite of the rest of that movie. Just I feel like she was the one shining star in that movie among the other things that were so bad about it. They definitely needed to give her more to do, though. Yes, I agree. It, but she looked the role. They did a lot right. It just, I don't know. That movie just kind of tainted a lot of things in it, so they probably wouldn't bring her back. Yeah. Um, and the last character that I cast is Jubilee, who, technically speaking, we have not seen in an X-Men movie. I think they had, like, a scene where she's listed in the cast as somebody that walked by or was in a classroom or something. There's but been at least two different versions of Jubilee. She shows up in X-Men 2, and I think she shows up in, what, Apocalypse? It's one of them, but but it's always just, like, off to the side and never really paid any mind to her. Like, I think she says one thing in Apocalypse. Like, she has a line in a classroom, is what I feel like. I feel like they're in a classroom, and she says something. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I know for a fact, for X-Men 2, when they're at Stryker's facility, and they the Storm finally comes to, like, rescue the kids that are in, like, a cell beneath, beneath the floor, Storm calls out to Jubilee. Says, yes. hey, Jubilee, are you okay? Or whatever. So... She's there. Right. And then they cast her younger in the 80s, which takes place before the fucking X-Men Don't, continuity. yeah, no, don't, don't, you're gonna get yourself into a grounded Vindaloop. I have an um, aneurysm. It, but I did cast Jubilee as Jamie Chung. Um, oh. Ooh, yes, yeah, yeah, that's you a know, good one. She's Blink, or whatever on oh, that's true. that series she's there, a good but job as Blink we don't, too. we don't know what's gonna happen with that TV series now. What series? Um, yeah. The Gifted. The Gifted. Uh, 
like the gifted uh, like I'm I'm not worried about gifted. I started watching Legion and I'm actually really worried that Legion continues or gets canceled or god knows what for whatever direction they want to take it. If Pretty sure decide... Legion's already greenlit for a season 2. Yeah, but, but what happens to season 3? What happens well, to the yeah. show going forward from there? Season 1 was awesome. Yes, yes because, it was. Because well all I'm going to say is if Marvel decides they want to use Onslaught as a villain, you can kiss Legion goodbye real quick because they're going to have to retcon the whole damn thing to fit the story. And Onslaught's a pretty damn awesome villain, so it's kind of, do I want that to happen Marvel and Disney don't seem to care about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore as far as connecting to the MCU. They might just be leaving TV alone now. That's true. Uh, So that was your last one? Yeah, that was the last one I had. Andy, what do you think? Um, they all sound like pretty good picks to me. Fair enough. Yeah, I, li- I liked a lot of those. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see at this point what the hell happens with X Men in the MCU, and if we get any of them right at all, be we'll have a throw ourselves a little mini party. I think if we do. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to this and you have your own fan casting, feel free to comment on the Facebook page or. Once this podcast comes up, you can let us know your fan casting. If you agree, disagree, if you have some better picks, we'll debate it out. And after that, I guess we'll just see what happens whenever X-Men presumably come into Phase 4, hopefully, of the MCU. And we'll see. I, hope, I wonder if like the X-Men Fantastic Four will show up at the same time in the MCU, or if they'll sort of like space them out. I feel like the Fantastic Four won't get their own movie as an introduction. Okay. I feel like they're not going to reboot that again and expect people to watch that again. I feel like they're going to... That's true. Yeah. Probably just insert them into an Avengers movie in some way or into an Ant-Man movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. especially if the enemy is Doctor Doom. Well, that yeah, I mean, that could be true. our endgame phase six guy now. Like, now that they have <laughs> Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. You know, that could be the big deal villain for this go. Yep. We'll, we'll have to see how all this... It's 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 definitely intriguing to see where they go. There's there's We weren't sure what the hell the MCU was going to look like after Infinity... Or Avengers, I keep calling it Infinity War, Infinity War, but it's Avengers 4. It's the end of this phase with all these original people they have for the last 10 years. Um. But now it seems like they actually have something to do, or at least something new to play with, which makes it interesting again. Mm-hmm. Instead of just seeing sequels and sequels and more sequels, we could actually see what Marvel does with some of these guys. So that'll be good. Um, all right, so I think that's where we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, I think we still ended up going a little bit longer than I wanted to, but we will make it work. Uh, so if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, wherever you decide to listen to us. Uh, as I mentioned before, and like always, you can find us on Facebook, search Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends, and you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions there, or you can email us, Friends at gmail.com, or tweet us at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. Uh, on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.